All right, dragons, this intro is going to be short because it's the day after Christmas. This has to go up tomorrow, and I'm tired. This is our best of 2017 wrap-up episode, and I am here with Morgan Soloway. Uh, I met her through the girls over at uh, Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, so we're big fans of Morgan, and she's a giant nerd. Uh, I believe I said last week that we are two (laughs) giant nerds in a giant nerd tree. (laughs) Yeah, something like that. All right, well... Stay tuned after the intro. In the basement rolling dice, rolling dice. I'm a wizard. When we play, we do it right. Candles flicker, fighting dragons in my mind, in my mind. Just four kicks. DM says you're gonna die. Roll a D6. Roll a D6. Roll a D6. All right, and we're back, and we're gonna get started with Morgan. What you want to know? Well, first, tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Why not? Um, okay. <laughs> I didn't prepare anything to say, though. That's fine. Um, You're okay. a person. You have I'm, things. Uh, I'm Morgan. Uh, besides things I'm going to talk about today, I also like cooking and baking and uh, running and rock climbing and, and you hiking. Have a, you have a podcast yourself that's coming out yeah. someday. Someday. <laughs> we haven't released it yet, but... Well, everyone is on the edge of their seats. We're, well, we're very excited to get to that. Soon, look for the Omnom podcast. Oh, Can yeah. you guess what it's about? It's, I think it's about food. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, let's get started. Do you want to start with movies or TV? Movies. We're going to start with movies? Okay. So, our top five movies of 2017 Counting backwards at five. Oh, at five. Wait, but these are like, these are like nerdy movies, right? Geeking out movies or best movies? Because I prepared like specifically movies that I nerd out about. Nerdy, nerdies that you moved out about. Okay, okay. Five. I'm starting. Um, it was kind of close, but I picked The Fate of the Furious. What? Okay, but it's because I have a whole social circle that like, Relates to each other because of the the Furious family. Okay, first of all, my fantasy football league relates to each other because of the Furious family. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, we are... <laughs> we're always like, how can we not talk about family when family's all that we got? <laughs> we had a... Uh, we had a... I don't got friends. I have family party uh, like last year, and we did we did uh, Christmas photos together, like where we all wore dorky sweaters, and like we went to a Target photo place. And it was great. Um, but anyway, that movie was not great, but it was so close to my heart that I you gave it the five, yeah. the five spot. Yeah, also I... Charlize Theron is great, just in general. It's really gonna disappoint you. I have only seen the first one. Oh, God, come on, man. I know. How am I saying that my friends and and fantasy football league have bonded over this? Also, they get better after, like, the first five. (laughs) Well, what I want to do is I want to watch them in um, chronological order. Okay. So I think it would be one... One, two, four, five, six. One, two, four, five, six. Three. Three post-credit scene in six. (laughs) Seven, eight. Also, side note, have you ever heard of Fast Nine? <laughs> what? No. It was a parody script written by a couple guys that was performed by, like, Paul Shear and Jason Mansukis and um, uh, Nick Kroll. And it was Fast Nine to Fast and to Fura, <laughs> where the Fast family goes back in time to save Paul Walker from, from <laughs> Hitler. <laughs> you need to send me a link to that or it's something. amazing. It's, <laughs> it was brilliant. Um, okay, so my number five uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. That's uh, on my list, too. Ooh, but not number five. Not number five. Which is weird because I'm such a huge Spider-Man fan. Really? Uh, I loved that movie solely, I mean, not solely, I I think Tom Holland is the best Spider-Man slash Peter Parker we have, but Michael Keaton was so good in that movie. Um, The scene in the car when he's dropping them off at the high school, that was really good. And also, it was such a good villain because 
a true villain thinks they're the hero of their own story. And he was just trying to provide for his family. So, I just think he overexpanded too quickly. I, um, I agree with you there. And also, that was my number four, so... Great segue. Keep going. <laughs> well, so, I mean, I, I agree. I think Tom Holland is um, by far the best Spider-Man we've had. So, um, and I don't know. I liked how irreverent he is. Like, just kind of. He he definitely captured Spider-Man and Peter Parker. Yeah. Like he was definitely a good a good cast for both those. I'm trying to think. What do you think about the MJ thing at the end? Um. I w- it was unexpected, but I don't know. I kind of like Zendaya. That was my first experience with her. She was a Disney star, right? I don't I think so. I don't. I don't know anything. about All that, I know is so. she only has one name. Yeah, why is she so special that she only gets one name? She's not Cher. She's not Prince. Yeah, no, she's she's also not like I don't know a star soccer Bono. player or yeah Bono or um, uh, Topple, the guy who was Ronaldo. Uh, yeah, Ronaldo. I don't think Ronaldo is technically a single name. Nobody really calls him Christian, though. No, oh, that's true. And also, there was a Ronaldo who played for Brazil. I could have been going with that one, but obviously not. I was going with the gorgeous one. <laughs> I mean, if you have to pick one, right? Also, Ronaldo is like like the the Brazil one. The Brazilian. Oh my god, the Brazilian guy is way older, isn't he? So he's yeah. like a little before our time, unless you were paying attention to soccer when you were really young. I'll just say that I was, and we'll go with that. Okay. My number four, Thor Ragnarok, mostly for Jeff Goldblum. He was so good in that. He was himself. Yes, exactly. It was perfect. Uh, But that, actually, that uh, movie made me pick up the Planet Hulk comic series, and I really enjoyed it. I will say, though, it was interesting that they did the lighthearted comedy Thor movie, for Ragnarok, because it's a very intense storyline. But um, I think that that movie has definitely shown us that you can have long-haired Chris Hemsworth, short-haired Chris Hemsworth, and one-eyed Chris Hemsworth, and he's always attractive. Yeah, he really is. He's he's a beautiful man. Yeah, yeah. What I really loved about that movie was they turned the gratuitous female nudity trope on its head with Hulk walking around constantly (laughs) naked. (laughs) And I just... You know, I didn't even notice that. Like, that was not something that really... I mean, obviously, I noticed that the character was walking around naked, but, like, in terms of gratuitous nudity, I didn't... Oh, yeah, see, it's the thing that, you know... I guess males pick up on. <laughs> or maybe I was just oblivious. It's too possible. distracted by Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> I was too distracted by Naked Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, if, if anyone's ever read the Planet Hulk storylines, there's a lot of little uh, homages to um, to the characters in that, in the Ragnarok, and it was really good. And uh, what's her name? Uh, Kate Blanchett. Was amazing, oh, and she was so funny. She was so good. She okay. She had this. She captured the villain perfectly, and yet she still managed to throw across these like zing one-liners that I really loved. And also, how is it fair that she is still that gorgeous? Which I should not have taken that to her looks, but I, the whole time I was like, "Aren't you like like fifty? I don't know how old she is, but I was just like... Wow, that's really sexist of you. I know, I know. It's horrible. Jeff Goldblum's gorgeous, and he's like 112. He's not gorgeous, but he's Jeff Goldblum. I think that man is gorgeous. Well, you can have him. I'll stick with Kate Blanchett. (laughs) Double date. (laughs) Sounds good. What was your number three? Actually, it was Thor Ragnarok. It was number three? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Um... on the note of the hair, I gotta say, I was not on board when I saw the trailers. But after watching the movie, I, 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 I dug it. So, you dug it? Yeah. What was your favorite part of the movie? Um, I just liked how funny it was. Like, that's what I, when I think about that movie, I just thought it was funny. Um, and it's the, the director, who was also the voice of the rock dude, right? Um, ah, I wrote down his name. Taika Waititi? Oh, yeah. The guy yeah. who did, um... Uh, what we do in the shadows. 
which is a fantastic movie. Which I have not seen. What? I know, it's it's uh, on the Amazon thing, and it's always right there, yeah. and I know Amazon is being like, look, we know your search history, you're going to love this movie, just watch it. Yeah, I think you should do that. Um, okay, all right, uh, I need to pause this podcast, and I'll be right back in two hours after I watch What We Do in the Shadows. That's actually not happening. Uh, so three was Ragnarok. So now we're on my three. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be Logan. Confession. I have not seen that yet. Oh, it's not a superhero film. I've heard it's very um, devastating. Yes, it is a character film with characters that happen to have superpowers. And it's incredible, and it's gritty, and it's it's a not Deadpool R superhero movie. Um, and I actually heard that they're releasing a black and white version, which I'm very excited about. Because if anyone has seen Mad Max Fury Road, they did a... Um, that's another good film. Oh, it's so good. They did a silver and chrome edition that's an all black and white. What? And it's absolutely incredible. It's so good. It sounds awesome. Yeah. And then they did a third version, which was silent. They just, like, kind of adjusted the score. And it's a completely silent movie. Wow. That sounds awesome. All right. What's your number three? Um, We already did my three. We're going on to my two. Oh, your two. What's your two? Which is Wonder Woman. Your two is Wonder Woman. My two is Wonder Woman. Hey, look. We matched. And we also met at that movie, but... I don't remember. You don't remember. (laughs) I don't remember. I was tired. Yeah, yeah. Past your bedtime. Oh my god, it was so past my bedtime. I don't think it was that late, actually. It was 11.30. No, it wasn't that late. The movie started at 8.30. Really? So it it, it was closer to midnight, because that's a two-hour, 15-minute movie, plus trailers. My normal bedtime is eight, (laughs) listeners. (laughs) So I started... A very long movie after I was already supposed to be in bed. And I fell asleep to Wonder Woman, and then I had to rewatch it, and it's still number two on my list. It's a, I like it a lot. One, Gal Gadot is just amazing. I, I actually was a little skeptical when they when they cast her, because like I was like, can she be like strong enough? Because she looks kind of breakable. Like, for example, in the, Furious, the Fast and the Furious movies, she looks pretty breakable. But... Um, no, she did it. She done good? Yeah. Uh, did you listen to my podcast episode from Palm Springs Comic Con? No. Me and Kelly Hightower from Mating Habits of the Modern Geek essentially go into why Gal Gadot is the most perfect human. But she is not perfect because the perfect person would be able to marry Gal Gadot. <laughs> uh, it seems like a bit of a catch-22 there. It was. It was. It's a great episode. Everyone should go back and check it out. I, You know, and here's the thing. I do not think Wonder Woman was a perfect film. In fact, there's actually a decent amount of the movie I didn't like. But culturally... That movie is so important that I understand, coming from how I was raised, every movie I go see has a white male protagonist. So the chance for girls and women to go see what I see every day is kind of what shoots that movie to the top of the list for me. It's just so culturally important that it's really where we're going to start seeing a shift in movie making. I hope you're right about that shift. But I agree with you completely about how um, important and really like special it was to see a female protagonist who's out there kicking ass. Um, and to see all the, like, all the Amazon women on the, on the island, they were also like strong and badass. I think they were all pro-athletes. They were all professional athletes. Yeah. Um, and it was just like, so I guess, I guess that is what a pro athlete is professional. (laughs) Cause I was thinking some of them aren't, they don't play pro sports. No, but aren't some of them like bodybuilders and stuff like that? Yeah. And so then that would be professional bodybuilders. 
Yeah. And me calling bodybuilding not a sport would get me into trouble with some of my friends. Yeah. So definitely a sport. <laughs> hey, you can win a medal in it at the Olympics. So bodybuilding? Not bodybuilding. I was, thinking, like, I was thinking of powerlifting. Powerlifting. Yeah. So. Right. What's your number one? Star Wars. Of course. A Star Wars movie came out this year? Oh, shut up. I don't know how you feel about Star Wars, but... Um, I had been... an entire episode with Joel last week I about know. how I didn't like Star I Wars. I know. And I loved Star Wars. Um, I mean, I literally left Star Wars seeing it the second time to come here <laughs> and record this podcast. And what did you tell me upon no. entering my house? I, okay, I agreed it was a little long. I still loved it. Oh, yeah. It was fantastic. We can love things that are long. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> what's, your, <laughs> what's your favorite thing about Star Wars? That it's Star Wars. I love that universe. I, like, it's just magical. And the music? Come on. Like, ugh, it's so, it's so I, I good. I don't remember the music. You don't, you... You don't remember? Come on, John Williams. Actually, John, I don't think John Williams did the score for this um, for this movie. But they harken back, like they call okay. back, Wait. and then. But also, I don't know. It's great. There's so many. Like they're making up for the fact that there are like no women in the original trilogy. There's Leia and Mon Mothma, right? Those are the only women. Yeah. Now there's all these great women, and Space Stern is fantastic. Everybody loves Space Stern. I sent you a picture of Space Stern today in the newspaper. I I love her. Um. And she oh, was a great paleobotanist. She really was. Not in space, though. She had cool purple hair. My hair kind of is that color. First of it. all, how do we know in her part-time she wasn't a paleobotanist and captain? A space paleobotanist? Yes. Um, I don't think that plants can grow in space. You're telling me that no member of the Resistance... Eats vegetables. <laughs> okay, that's true. I guess, and she's a paleobotanist, so she's looking at fossils so they could find, like, a, a planet with rocks on it. When, yeah. Okay, I take it back. Mm-hmm. Space Dern. <laughs> I do love Space Dern. Okay, so what was your number one? Unless you want to keep talking about Star Wars, which I could do. You could do. We could talk a little bit more but about you guys Star Wars, but I just about it. wait, wait, wait. I do want to say visually amazing. Oh yeah, I can. It was hands so gorgeous. Down. Yeah. Okay. Got, no, here's here's my problem with what you've just said. You have not, aside from Laura Dern and all the women in the Last Jedi and the Force Awakens, which I totally get. You haven't said anything specific about the Last Jedi, but you said. What do you love best about the movie? And you're like, it's Star Wars. It's such a great universe. And I'm like, okay, but that logic can be used to justify The Phantom Menace. And there is no justifying yeah, The Phantom Menace. but that wasn't a good movie. This was a good movie. One, the story is way better than Phantom Menace. Which, by the Duh. way, can we just say, there are fans that are petitioning to have this movie removed from Star Wars canon. Come on, the prequels? Are you kidding me? That's only because the internet wasn't around for the prequels. <laughs> Ugh. And we all know that the world would be a better place if the comment section on the internet didn't exist. Yes. Okay, I like um, specifics that I liked about this movie. Um, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> That's what the Star Wars universe needs. Jeff Goldblum? Are you kidding me? He would be great! <laughs> He'd be a great weird alien, right? I don't care what he'd be, but he could, he could go up there and be Space Goldblum, and I'd be fine with it. I like Luke's, um, Luke has his arc here. I don't know, was it you I was talking to about this? Or someone else that, like, these, um, uh, episodes 7, 8, 9 were supposed to be Han's story ending. Han's story, Luke's story, Luke's story and then Leia's. Yeah. Um, and, and Leia's has ended. I know. Bummer. I'm really bummer. Um... Carrie Fisher was amazing. Um, uh, okay, but let's let's also talk about um, how, the importance of, of Wonder Woman in our society and stuff like that. I love all the little like nods to um, social things in Star Wars. For example, um, uh, there's some really great mansplaining that goes on that Laura or Space Stern is like, mm-hmm, "Thanks for telling me that, Poe." Like, 
I don't know if you picked up on that, but I was laughing at that a lot. And then, you know, um, other things like, you know, the there's this whole story with um, Finn and Rose, neither of whom are white people. Like, yeah, that story between Finn and Rose was miserable. Yeah, I think and, it was and, not and, my favorite and, okay. part of the movie. Okay, and Rose that. is miserable, and it has nothing to you do with like her Rose? race or gender. She's she's kind of, like, sweet in no, an earnest way. No, she's dumb, and she's trying to break up my pin. <laughs> I know you love pin. Dude, bros. They're bros. <laughs> bros. Um, I also, this was the first time that I noticed how good of an actor Adam Driver is. Not that I've seen him in tons of stuff, because... I never watched Girls, and or I don't know anything else he's been in. I didn't really care for him in the last. His um, shirtless scene was awkward to me. <laughs> I really like the, when Ray gets awkward about it, though. Like, can you put something on? Like, like a tunic. I think she says a cowl. She does say a cowl. But yeah, it's not a cowl. Most go for your face. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know what a cowl is. Because when I when I hear the term cowl, I think of like Batman and his his cowl. I don't think of Batman. What do you think of? Um, like a shawl thing that rests on your shoulders. Okay, because I guess Batman's thing does kind of go down. I mean, I could be totally wrong. I'm not. I'm not a fashion person, so yeah. I got nothing there. I can't comment on your fashion on my podcast. <laughs> well. <laughs> I'm not going to. Well, it's, I mean, I am wearing Star Wars pants right now. First of all. They can't see that, though. They can't. This is audio only. <laughs> uh, anyway, what's your number one movie? Obviously, Coco. <laughs> um, I also haven't seen Coco. That's a problem. God. I tried, and it was sold out. It's okay. It's Okay. There's going to be a cocoa hat trick. Everyone should just drink hot cocoa, snuggle my dog cocoa, and then go see cocoa. Now, um, cocoa is an amazing Pixar movie, and it's probably, uh, it's, the reason I'm putting it ahead of Wonder Woman is because it is just as culturally significant, and it's flawless. I find that movie to be utter perfection and it's great. And they use, um, Spanish interchangeably with, uh, English, um, much like Hispanic culture here in the United States. And I'm trying not to talk like I know what I'm talking about because I don't, because I'm not Hispanic, but in the conversations I have had with my, um, Latino and Latina friends. This is what they have told me that they really enjoyed about the movie is that it's just completely unapologetically their family experience. And it's so great and I love it. And the music is phenomenal. And of course the animation is perfection. And of course it's Pixar. You're going to cry. It's just when in the movie are you going to cry? <laughs> oh, up here. Cry in the first 15 minutes. Get it out of the way. Oh, Wally just burst into tears at the end. Inside Co out. When when Bing Bong. <laughs> oh. oh, sorry. Oh, that hurts. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> Pixar, Pixar, Pixar. I want to say probably the only Pixar movie I did not cry at was A Bug's Life and the first two Toy Stories. I think I cried in both of the Toy Stories, but not A Bug's Life. Third Toy Story. Balled oh, my eyes out. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so Pixar can do no wrong. Mm. Um, I cried at The Good Dinosaur. I didn't see The Good Dinosaur. Oh, it was good. Okay. It's about dinosaur. And it's good human. dinosaur. And human. So The geologist in me was like, mm. I know that they're like, what happened if the asteroid hadn't hit? But uh, I just like... We would have taken them out via deforestation. Come yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> Humans kill everything. No, but, um, yes, Coco is great. I highly recommend it. Um, we'll get you to see it somehow. Good news is it'll probably be on video at some point. I think it's still in theaters. It is still in theaters. And I have movie pass, so I can go see it. <laughs> All right. 
any honorable mentions in movies that stick out in your brain? Um, uh, you obviously have something. I do. I just totally freaked out. Colossal. I completely forgot about Colossal. I don't Anne Hathaway, Jason Sudeikis. Oh not my god! A bell. Okay, so this woman returns home to her hometown, and she discovers that when she is in this park, she shows up as a kaiju or a Godzilla type creature in Japan. Hmm. And don't. I went into this movie thinking it was going to be, like, rom-com with monsters. It's not. Hmm. It is a very, very, very dark comedy that is a allegory for abusive relationships. And Jason Sudeikis played an abusive significant other so well, I now hate him. Wow. Not not his character. Yeah. I hate him. Because he was so able to he get into that? He was so despicable. Wow. I was very angry. I just clenched my fists. <laughs> so it was, it, oh, goodness. But the movie's amazing. If you're in the mood for not a rom-com. Okay. Were you okay walking out of that if you went in expecting it to be very, very different? Yes, but I also have an uncanny ability to accept what is and adjust my expectations on the fly. Oh, well, that's... I heard from a lot of people leaving the movie that they hated it because it wasn't what they expected. Whereas if they had gone in with different expectations, they probably would have waited till video. <laughs> they probably wouldn't have gone to see it in the theaters. No, but... So, yeah. So I actually think the movie actually suffered a little bit because the trailer makes it look like a rom-com. The trailer is all scenes cut from, like, the first, like, 20 minutes of the movie. Huh. Yeah. Sounds like some bad trailer Dude, editing, tra- storytelling. That's that's why Honest Trailers is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's how those guys have so many viewers. <laughs> all right, do you have any? No? I, like, can't. I'm trying to think of other movies I saw that, like, are standing out to me, and, and I, I don't know, too on the spot. I mean, I got Lego Batman. I didn't see Lego Batman. Sorry, I guess Guardians of the Galaxy came out two came out this year, but I didn't like that very much. I mean, I thought it was funny, but no. Uh, no, Guardians two was fine. I felt it. It was a little light on connecting the Thanos storyline, which I thought was weird. But it wasn't Guardians. Yeah, it. Yeah. Not that I really. I mean, I. I'm not connected to Guardians in any way other than having seen the first movie. Oh. I haven't read the... Uh, We'll talk about that later. Okay. All right, let's go to TV. Okay. Um, So I'm actually really bad at watching TV, so this one was a a little bit of a stretch for me. A little harder for me. But I'm going to start with number five um, with The Crown, which is not necessarily super geeky, but... um, uh, it's got Matt Smith. It's got Matt Smith. Totally dirty. Yeah, so. Totally geeky. And he, I think he's like, he is really good as Prince Philip. Um, I hate him as the doctor, so maybe I'll like mm-hmm. him as Prince Philip. He's really good at being, I mean, Prince Philip isn't really the greatest. He's kind of annoying. Uh, good to know. <laughs> I mean, in general, like, he's he's not very nice to Queen Elizabeth. Um and he's a bit of a playboy, and he, you know, he's got a really humongous ego. But Matt Smith does a really good job playing him, so, uh, yeah. And, and we um, can find that on Netflix. Yes, that's on Netflix. Okay. Um, What's your number five? My number five was American Gods, because I thought it was visually stunning. Um, I thought the acting was incredible. I thought the storyline was insanely convoluted <laughs> and hard to follow. Uh, and then at one point you see a man get sucked into a woman's vagina and then you never really come back to her. (laughs) Really? They don't bring her back at all? They bring her back to suck somebody else into her vagina Um, and then they don't really get to her by the end of the season. Huh. So, um... It's gonna... I'm I'm assuming they're treating it like a 
miniseries, and so, like, it's going to be one story over three seasons, like that. Okay. Yeah, I, um, well, I love the novel American Gods. It's one of my favorite books of all time, and I watched the first two episodes of that show and didn't care to start it again. Like, I just didn't, yeah. No, so, nothing dragged you to hit number three. No, I just didn't like. Nothing motivated me. I don't know. Maybe I'll pick it up someday again. Um, uh, the, there's too much media to waste your time on something that doesn't get you. But it's American Gods. It's important to me as a novel. So shouldn't I give it more of a chance? I guess. But it's Star Wars. That, that's the <laughs> argument. I will see like, anything Star Wars, no matter what. So I'm telling you, VH1 behind the music cantina band <laughs> i would see that too <laughs> everybody would it's brilliant anyways uh what's your number four um i am gonna throw out the marvelous mrs Maisel here um because of amy sherman paladino um who was the creator writer and creator of gilmore girls got nothing you know what Dude, I don't watch Gilmore Girls. Well, shout out to uh, Katie and Chelsea here because <laughs> uh, they also love Gilmore Girls. But um, I actually thought about this when you were talking about Coco because um, the marvelous Miss Maisel is about a woman who she happens to be Jewish. And there's just so much Jew stuff in it. And I'm Jewish. So I was like, these are my people. <laughs> and uh, it, was, it was just great. Like, they go get Chinese food. And, you know, they have their Chinese restaurant. And... Um, uh, they talk about the rabbi coming to dinner, and the rabbi never came to dinner at my house, that's for sure. But uh, just I totally understood that. And they were New York Jews, which is what my fa- my like my Jewish side of the family is in New York. So I was just like seeing my life on screen, and it was wonderful. Also, she's funny. So, you know, that's a bonus. Well, there you go. I remember going over to my rabbi's house for dinner. But that's just because we were in college, and that was the place like, of worship was his house. Oh, okay. Because that's a thing. Well, but the rabbi didn't come to your house for dinner. Actually, specifically, it was for Break the Fast. Oh, okay. That would be a lot of travel for the rabbi. So the rabbi had to go to every person's house to break the fast. Or just have... No, I think it was just, like, the rabbi was coming to... Had picked the one spot. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. It was, like, a flattery thing. Or it was flattering to get chosen. Anyway, what was was your number four? (laughs) Mine's Orphan Black. Uh, it was the final season this year. How many seasons are there? Five. And it was really good. It wrapped up everything nicely. Happy ending. I was very excited. Um, Tatiana Maslany finally got her Emmy. Um, she deserves to be nominated every year for the rest of her existence just for these roles, even if they're not on TV. Um, Orphan Black's amazing. I haven't, I didn't get into it. Another thing where I watched a bit of it, and nobody's perfect, except Tatiana Maslany and Gal Gadot. <laughs> I love how you've added someone to, to that <laughs> list. Oh, so they could be perfect because they could. They marry could each be other. perfect. They could marry each other. Um, get on that, ladies. I think Gal Gadot's happily married. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but she's not perfectly married. Yeah, because she's not married to Tatiana Maslany. <laughs> What's your number three? Um... <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a specific uh, wrestling event here, um, which is uh, TLC. That's uh, table letters and chairs. Yes, um, because there were a lot of really great fights in there, and I had a lot of fun watching that. So, what? Who? What was that? The Shield reunion? Yes. Okay. So first, you get the Shield reunion, except except Roman Reigns got meningitis, which is scary. Um, and so, uh, Kurt Angle stepped in and there's this fantastic meme that came up because like they walk in through the, through the stadium or like through the seats. Right. And, uh, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose are all standing there all like, like, you know, trying to be tough and Kurt Angle's behind them just smiling. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was a great meme that was going around. Um, so that was great. And also a great moment of Kane throwing Braun Strowman, who is my favorite, maybe kind of my favorite. Uh, into a garbage truck. <laughs> that was great. That was brilliant. Um, I like that. <laughs> but uh, besides that, um, one, Alexa Bliss, um, she defended the uh, women's... women's uh, Raw Championship. Yes. And um, I just... I 
I think she's great. <laughs> she's a really great heel. Um, I was almost her for Halloween this year because my hair was, is, is colored on the tips. So, um, and she also has a really cute pig that I follow on Instagram. Um, that doesn't that's not relevant. Why. <laughs> I mean, she's a really great heel and she's like the human brat doll, like, because oh, of her yeah. makeup, like, yeah. So, um, but then, um, uh, the really great Finn Balor AJ Styles fight where he was the demon. I love oh. his. I love the demon uh, like body paint. And the two of them are both really great wrestlers. I think so. Um, and then I guess there was that thing with the um, uh, the two sweet. Oh thing yeah, from New Japan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I, that didn't. That went over my head. My it's okay. Your roommate, roommate had to explain. Yeah, he explained that one to me. I was like, shout oh, out cool. to Jordan. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then. Uh, most importantly, it was um, Asuka's uh, debut. debut, and I love her. She is super creepy, weird, sexy. Like, ah, she's yeah. so great. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and I still can't tell if they're, like, they've obviously booked her as a face currently, but she was doing the same shit as a heel Yeah, in NXT. She was just a little bit more arrogant. So, I guess... I gotta say, the Finn Balor AJ Styles match was absolutely incredible. It was easily the best match of the night. I'm with you on that. In my humble opinion. And I don't understand. I don't know if you watched Raw last night. I, I doubt didn't you did. Know. This is just for me and the listeners for a second. They're freaking booking Finn Balor against Kurt Hawkins. Like, the stupidest booking ever because Vince McMahon doesn't think Finn is over. What? And it's stupid. And it's like, Finn has the third best-selling merchandise on WWE.com. He's so good. God. And his abs. (laughs) I know, right? God, on fire. Yeah, he's he's Finn. He's a very good-looking man. I like, you know, that he When just... he talks and his accent? Yeah. He's freaking dreamy. Oh. He has a beard. He does have a beard. Mm-hmm. Mine's better. <laughs> uh, so on the topic of wrestling, my number three is Glow. That's a really good show. It was a phenomenal show. And it is a phenomenal show. And, possible spoiler, I may have somebody from the show on the podcast next June. Before it season two airs, I'm very excited. That's very exciting. Yeah. Um, combining our number threes, I was actually four rows behind the cast of Glow at WWE No Mercy, and really Allison cool. Bree shared a picture of me, and it got over ten thousand likes on Instagram. <laughs> well, look at you. Uh, no, but Glow is about the gorgeous ladies of wrestling in the 1980s, and it's brilliant. You watched it, mm-hmm. and you loved it. That's on my list too. But not yet. But not yet? Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it your number two? No. <gasps> Spoiler alert. Yeah, sorry. I know what your number one is. Mm-hmm. All right, well, then we'll talk more about Glow when we get to your number one. Okay. But what's your number two? Um, Stranger Things. Oh, see, I specifically did not put Stranger Things. Oh, you didn't like it? Uh, no, I loved it. Why didn't you put it then? Because it's already going to be on so many people's best of 2017 lists. I, I wanted to go a different route. Okay. Well, I didn't. I liked it. I thought you didn't like scary things. That's not... That's not scary. Not that type not of scary? Not that kind. I don't know. I, I was totally... I'm totally fine with it. I mean, it's definitely... There are creepy moments. And the I remember I watched the first season, like, in the dark, in a cabin, in, a, like, Big Bear... That, uh, like, which was a bad idea. It was very creepy. Yeah, that sounds it's like a bad of, idea. <laughs> but uh, um, this season, I actually started watching it um, on Halloween... Like, we, my friends and I just started watching it, and then I kind of stopped for a while, and then I picked it back up again, and I was like, why did I stop watching this? Um, <laughs> and it was great. And I just, I just like, the, the dance at the end is so cute. It's so cute. It dusted. Oh. Uh, those kids are so good. It's adorable. They're so, I just think all of them are great. I was not a fan of the weird, like, Eleven episode where she, like, goes off and meets the first her sister, sister in quotes. Like, that was a little... Most of the Eleven storyline I could have done without. It was... It was... They were trying to flesh out her backstory, and mm-hmm. I really didn't care. I liked... Um, I liked 
I did like her relationship with Hopper, but I think that was more because it kind of like adds more to Hopper than it does to her. Yeah. But she's a badass character and I don't need explanation. Mm-hmm. I'm like, go do things. Go do things, Eleven. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. What was your number two? Uh, this past season of Doctor Who. Uh, I, as you and I have discussed, I love Peter Capaldi as the Doctor. He is a crotchety old man. <laughs> and I enjoy crotchety old men. <laughs> On my television shows. <laughs> uh, no, but Peter Capaldi was amazing. He was just he was just funny and crotchety and cranky. And I was just... It made me happy because all of his humor was like, kids today. Uh, and his companion is, like, minority lesbian. Like, loved it. Loved it. And he's this crotchety old man. And it was brilliant. And his... Um, I just watched his Christmas special today, and so Jodie Whittaker is the new Doctor. Um, I think one of the reasons I put Doctor Who at number two is because it is one of the few shows that I'm super excited to, for the next season. Like, I'm very excited to see what happens. Whereas Stranger Things... When the third season comes out, I'm going to enjoy it. Orphan Black's done. American Gods, meh. Um, excited for Glow, though. I am excited for Glow, yeah. but it's not like. I guess maybe it's a primacy recency thing, where Doctor Who I just watched today, so I'm like pumped. Whereas if I had just watched Glow, like. A little bit ago. Like, also, before you came over to record this, I was watching Fuller House. And I'm super excited for this season of Fuller House. I don't like that show. I know. But I do like Doctor Who. Um, I don't love Peter Capaldi, as you know. It's okay. Um, So I'm not caught up, but I'll get there eventually. Because I want to see the next Doctor. So, yeah. I'll get there. You'll get there. Uh, What's your number one? Uh... Glow. Glow. <laughs> I knew that. I knew that, everybody. Yep. I really, um, I just had a lot of fun watching that show. One, I also think um, right before it came out, my roommate and I watched the documentary that's on Netflix. Yeah. That's about the... The Gorgeous it? Ladies of... Yeah, it's uh, the story of the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. Yeah. So, um, which I think really added to the show... At least for me, because I was like, oh, they're referencing, um, uh, oh God, what is the, the act? Is she Machu Picchu or Mount Fiji, Fuji? Machu Picchu. Okay, so there's a, there's a wrestler who was actually on Glow, right? Who was Mount Fuji or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so there are all those people, like, they just, like, re- I don't know, they reference each other and just, I don't know, it was so good. And as someone who enjoys wrestling, it was, um, you could tell it was made by people that, that liked, liked wrestling. Yeah. Um, so I really like that. Also, love seeing women be badasses. Um, I thought Alison Brie was good. I really liked, um, oh, what is the actress's name? Her best friend. Oh, I don't know. I really liked her. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed, uh, that dynamic between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And I just, I enjoyed the characters that they yeah. came up with. That, yeah, um, that was a lot of fun to see. The characters that their characters came up with to wrestle with <laughs> like, uh, was <laughs> well, awesome. Alison Bree's, like, Russian lady. <laughs> the, oh, I can't remember her name. It's been a little while, but. And Mark Maron. Yeah, he was so good. so good. And then the drug robot. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, there's a point in Glow where Alison Brie's best friend realizes it's a soap opera. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's such a good moment. And it's like... Because they're at the match, right? Um, they're, they're watching another, like, someone else, like, the men yeah. fight, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's... I remember having that realization when I was watching wrestling as a kid. Ah. I don't think I ever had a moment like that, but... Cause, but I took a hiatus on wrestling. I watched it in like when I was like twelve, and then starting at like twenty eight. So yeah, I had about a thirteen or four. Uh, no, I had probably like a fifteen year hiatus. I've only been watching regularly the past like three years. So 
Well, I'm. I got to go back on the network and catch up on 14 <laughs> years of WWE. <laughs> That's a lot of catching up to do. John Cena was not in the WWE when I was before I stopped watching. Same. I'm like when I was watching as a kid, it was like. Well, it was fun to see Kane uh, in that in the CLC because like it, it was like uh, the Rock. Uh, Triple H and um, and Kane, um, and, uh, well, obviously the Undertaker, yeah, um, stuff like that. And I'm so mad at Kane right now, but continue. <laughs> um, oh no, but like that's just what I, yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't remember any female wrestlers from when I was a, a kid. Oh, I do. Um, Trish Stratish. I remember Lita. She was with the Hardy Boys, mm. and then. I remember more of the females being the, I'm going to go ahead and use the term valet. They were like the escort for the gentleman. Um, and I remember China. Oh, I do remember China. China was badass. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. That was very sad. And on just as sad a note, my number one is the Punisher. So, obviously, I have a little bit of theme with all my, like, top picks. Is It's... The Punisher is such a culturally relevant show because... You and I have discussed this, I think. Yes? No? I don't know. Um, the Punisher highlights what happens to our military when we bring them back from war zones... Um, and then don't have any services or medical resources or mental health resources for them. And the Punisher, um, that's a cause that is very near and dear to me. So to have a television show spend their first six episodes highlighting a soldier that comes back from um, our wars in the Middle East and just completely snap his character is this isn't the punisher's character this is a different character um he built a trench in his backyard he and then he turns into a domestic terrorist because he just can't figure out how to survive in the world not in battle and so um and I am not a John Barenthal fan. I am, in fact, a very anti-John Barenthal. But he hit the Punisher out of the park, man. He nailed it. That's good. Yeah. Um, well, it's on my list, so that kind of made me want to see it more. Yeah, but your list is like 16,000 titles long. Yeah. So? Give or take another 16,000. <laughs> Again, so? <laughs> I think Netflix might not be around by the time you get around to it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe move further up my list because of what you just said. I hope so. I think it's... Uh... And what I actually liked about it is you don't have to watch anything else in the Marvel Netflix cinematic universe to understand it. You don't have to have... You don't have to have seen Daredevil Season 2, which is where the Punisher is introduced. You don't have to see The Defenders. You don't have to see anything. It's just... It's own thing. And I liked it because there's no magic element. Yeah. But it's like what Jessica Jones was for sexual assault and Luke Cage was for um, violence against African Americans in the United States, the Punisher was for vets and our military. And it was awesome. I guess I could kind of also say it was like what Iron Fist was for whiny little rich white boys. <laughs> but That's I, why it didn't feel so I know, I just, I just don't think that has the same dramatic effect. All right. Um, we've been talking for about an hour. Okay. Do you have any other honorable mention TV shows that we want to throw out there? Um, I have a couple. Go ahead. Fuller House. Ugh. I do not like that show. Yeah, we know. <laughs> Fuller House is brilliant. You came over and I was laughing out loud. Yeah. Do you know how I many mean, shows make me laugh out loud? How many? 
Fuller House. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm trying to think of anything. Oh, dude, I got to give props to the Grand Tour. I love the Grand Tour. I haven't seen that, but another thing that's on my list. You like Top Gear, though. Yeah, I do. Okay, then you would love the Grand Tour. It's the same freaking thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it is. I haven't gotten to it yet. (laughs) Um, Too many things to watch. Media today. It's literally too much stuff to watch. Yeah. I uh, I had to cut a lot of stuff out and just get over it. Here's a question. Um, Here's the an uh, answer. Since, uh, well, I guess in the vein of, like, um, Punisher and Jessica Jones and uh, uh, Luke Cage being uh, comics originally, uh, how did you feel about Legion? I have not seen it. Okay. Uh, the only... I haven't seen Legion. I haven't seen Runaways, even though I hear Runaways is really good. Oh, you've heard that. Yeah. I was a little I, iffy on it, but... It's got James Marsters. Really? Spike. Huh. Yeah. And it... I haven't seen Inhumans, but I heard Inhumans is awful. Well, I started Legion... And I was into it for, like, the first episode. And then it was another thing that I just kind of, like... I finished one episode and I was like, okay, I just don't really feel like watching the next one. You know what I loved the first season of? What? Lucifer. I actually did... I like that Uh, show, too. Like, he is... He's really good. He's so charming. Yeah. He's just so charming. I wish I was that charming. I think you could be. Mm. Just be the devil. (laughs) And on that note, I think we're going to leave it there. Um, All right, everyone, stay tuned next week when we're going to be doing Best of 2017 Podcasts, Comics, and Books. Books! I'm excited. Anyways, uh, Morgan, you're coming back for that, right? Yeah. Yay! Morgan's coming back. All right, so stay tuned next week for Morgan as well. And until then, work out, nerd out. Thank you for listening to the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes as well as a rating. We would definitely appreciate it. And while you're at it, follow us on all social media at Dumbbells Dragon. That includes Pinterest, Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Periscope, and Snapchat. Until next time, work out, nerd out.